Hey, everybody, it's episode 365 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Hello. How are you guys doing? Oh, not too bad. You know, potentially fighting a sinus infection with a super busy weekend ahead of me. So, I'm doing fantastic. Oh, you're fine. Just be better before Saturday. That's not... I mean, if it's a sinus infection, if it's anything, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, so we're postponing Saturday. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll keep you guys in. Obviously, you know that. So before we actually get into things, I, I literally just saw this on the internet. Uh, Rich, this might be something of interest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a new narrative podcast starting. Uh, it's called Love Is a Crime. It's going to be starring John Hamm and Zoe Deschanel. I like Zoe Deschanel. I love John Hamm. I don't yeah, I know if I know John Hamm. The I mean, fuck Ma- you do. <laughs> yeah, he he's been in a lot, but um, he he was Don Draper in Mad Men. Yeah. Um, what was he just in that he, it, it was a comedic role? Fuck, I don't know. So, Rich Parks, this won't mean much to you, but in Parks and Rec, do you remember um the end of season six when they do that time skip and they show like les- like it's before like so I think season seven is the last season if I remember correctly. Season six ends with the Unity concert and then like the like closing bit is the three-year time jump yeah um so the guy that leslie fires is john ham yeah see that, that guy here's the, i'm 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 looking up his imdb now i've never as far as i can tell i've never watched or seen anything he was in black mirror um he was in the black mirror where it was all in somebody's head uh what's the name of the episode i'm trying to figure it out now at least i think he was in it I don't see Black Mirror listed on his IM, and I went all the um, way back to 2016. No, it definitely no. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. It says um, he he guest starred in an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, uh, in White Christmas. Okay, there's the Christmas episode. Um, yeah, I was just not going far enough down. Oh, that, he was that guy. Okay, so that's the one thing besides. Uh, Parks and Rec, which he was in for 30 seconds, so I don't fully count that. But it was such a good 30 seconds. Oh, did you never watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? I made it through, like, three episodes. I could not. I didn't like that show at all. Because that's who he was. He played the Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne, who is the guy that actually... He's the guy that abducted, um, Kimmy and a bunch of other women and kept him in a bunker for a decade. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he was absolutely hilarious in that show. Like, that guy's amazing. Yeah. But, like, I also like Zoe Deschanel, and, like, but that's, like, a hell of a cast for, like, a fucking podcast. But it's, I mean, um, it, it's the little synopsis on the thing for it is, when Hollywood mogul Walter Wagner, John Hamm, shot an agent he suspected was having an affair with his actress wife, Joan Bennett, Zoe Deschanel, one of the key femme fatales of 1940s film noir, Bennett was the one who paid a public price for her husband's crimes. Joan and Walter's granddaughter, filmmaker Vanessa Hope, and film historian podcaster Karina Longworth um, tell the untold story of the Bennett-Wagner romance and professional partnership, a film noir played out in real life. And it launches on August 17th. It looks like there's like a um, a trailer up right now. I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Sounds interesting. But when you say it's a hell of a cast, I'm like the Angel of Vine, which me and Jordan listen to, Joe Manganiello, Constant Zimmer... Okay. Alan yeah, Tudor, no, that's Mike Coulter, Misha Collins, uh, Carrie Payton, Nolan North, I, Mercer, I didn't mean that... Willingham. So I didn't mean that other narrative podcasts didn't have casts. I just don't listen to them. Yeah. So the yeah, one they, the... They, they 
there's a lot of big narrative podcasts. The Wolverine one has, um, I believe it was Sabretooth from the new X-Men, from the, from the, um, first class X-Men. I think it was that Sabretooth, uh, playing Wolverine. Sabretooth wasn't in or first class. uh uh origins origins oh um Liv Shriver yeah he was uh he was uh Wolverine in that I believe oh that's cool yeah like that's just not my cup of tea so the only ones I've ever listened to were those two that we just talked about last week and like they didn't have any names in them as far as I could tell when they were they were like reading off the credits at the end of them so like I just assumed it was usually just like you know small name voice actors stuff like that yeah. Uh, I lied. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Liv Schreiber. It was uh, Richard Armitage, who still oh, is. Yeah, yeah. That's a name I know. Yeah, like I. He does like, a lot of voice things too. Like he was in the um the Castlevania series on Netflix. I think he was. Um. Oh, what's the Belmont? Belmont, right? That's the that's the family. Belmont. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was. He was either Alucard or somebody. One of the Belmonts. Whoever they used for that series. I have to go back and finish watching that. I only ever watched the first season. Uh, Bob Balaban was in that as well. Uh, you would know him if you saw him. Scott Addist, you'd also know him if you saw him. Yeah, I don't recognize the names. Uh, I'm trying to see. Let, let's, he's, let's see. He's Trevor Belmont. There we go. Let's see season two. Who were the, what was the cast? In, uh, because who played... Uh, Bill Heck played uh, Gambit in season two. I feel like I've heard that name, but I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. name sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I mean, the biggest name is obviously Richard Armitage, but uh, Bill Irwin played somebody and played a main character in season two. I never actually finished season two. I, I need to get back to that one. Oh, you know what? I just realized um, Beastcast used to do uh, ad reads for that. Mm-hmm. Like, not, there was like a, there was a, a period of time, I think, probably during the first season of it, that they, they had paid ads for that Wolverine podcast. Because I remember them mentioning Richard Armitage, and that was basically the only thing out of the entirety of the ad read that any of them seem to recognize. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good. The, the first season was really good. Um, but it is much better if you can binge it rather than watch it. Listen to it week to week. And I listened to season two week to week and kind of fell off it because it's kind of the same. Like, it's something that I'd much rather binge within a few days rather than having to wait eight to ten weeks to get the... But the... Um, that those Zoe Deschanel podcast sounds interesting. But uh, speaking of uh, surprise announcements in podcast, in, in not in podcast, but in um, casting, can we just like acknowledge that holy shit, Idris Elba is going to be fucking Knuckles in Sonic Two? <laughs> I think it's more impressive that he apparently has a total knockout against a real kickboxer. Hey, he's a hundred percent in kickboxing, so there we go. He's he's the he's he's the man. Yeah, no, I I really like like him too. What were we? What was he? Just, he was in oh Suicide Squad. Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. Um, so we we were watching that, and um, I look over at, at Erica, and I'm like, he was the boss on on the office that hated Jim, and she like stopped, looked at him, he said something, and then went, "Holy shit!" <laughs> he's he's such a good actor, and like the fact that they got him in the office before his career really broke out is amazing. Yeah, and he I liked him on the office. Yeah. It's funny though, like when they cast him, when when you sent that thing that they cast him as Knuckles, I'm like, does he have like a young child? Is that is that the thing? Like he has like a ten year old that like Sonic that like he's gonna just go do the Sonic movie because like actors do that sometimes, and I feel like he is just a different type of actor to do that sort of thing. Yeah, and he, I mean, he does. It, it looks like he does have a child that is somewhere around the age of ten, so that might be the case, or he, you know, he he might just like the people that are working on it. Who knows? Yeah. 
Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe he'll uh, talk about why he decided to take the role in, in his press tour and we'll find out. But I'm just like, I'm blown away that they're getting fucking Idris Elba to play fucking Knuckle. Yeah, I mean, like, for th- that movie, while it should not have been good, was actually very good. Yeah. And they did get, they got the right people for the roles. Like, Jim Carrey was the perfect get for, for Robotnik. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Ben Schwartz is, he, he's got that manic energy to him that, like, yeah. works really well for Sonic. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, other than, than that stuff, uh, Rich, what's on the, uh, the agenda for this afternoon, this evening, whatever today is? Uh, for this podcast, because you could be listening to it tomorrow or the day later or, or next week. Who knows? Uh, on today, on this podcast, the docket is, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Bleach anniversary one shot. Uh, it was, was it like the 20th anniversary of Bleach or some shit like that? I can't remember. 25th. Yep. 20th maybe. anniversary. Um, then, uh, the three of us played at least some form or length of the back for blood early access beta. Um, and the beta continues this weekend coming up. And it's open, so try it out if you want to. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. Um, then uh, Chris has a question for all of us about revisiting past video games. Actually, uh, this was your question. I guess it was my question. I can't remember things anymore. You know that. It, I literally put under there, from you. Yeah, I guess you did. I'm not fully <laughs> reading it. Look, I might have a sinus <laughs> infection. I'm all loopy. You know that. Um, then uh, we all, I believe we all watched uh, Suicide Squad. And so we're going to uh, have discussion about that. That seems that seems accurate. Also, I think only you and I paid, played Back for Blood, right? Drew, you didn't yeah, get a chance to. Yeah, I didn't to? play any. Oh, okay. I didn't play any this weekend. I didn't have time to play, so I wasn't gonna go take a beta key from someone. <laughs> Are you gonna? <laughs> um, the honestly, the you could have. The beta keys were fucking free as hell. Like, uh, you, sure, I literally had zero time to play I, this week. I <laughs> trust. I played for like an hour and a half tops. But we'll get into that when we get to back. Yeah. So, but Rich, you were right. It, it is the 20th anniversary of Bleach. Um, and it, it's the fifth anniversary of the ending, too, because uh, the manga ended in 2016. Yeah. I don't know when exactly in 2016, but it, 2021 is the, the fifth anniversary of that. They're supposed to be doing... I know we talked about this a while ago, but they're doing the the final arc they're supposed to be animating it. I think that got the. It was supposed to be this year, but I think that got delayed or postponed or whatever because of COVID. Not surprised, but, but yeah, makes sense. But yeah, they they just released uh a, a it was like a seventy eight page one shot this past week. Um, that is set in the time skip at the end. So I know you didn't like read it, but there's like a time skip at the end of the the final arc in the manga mm-hmm. where it jumps ahead. I don't know, 10, 12, 12 years that they say 12 years in, in this. That's right. So it's 12 years later. Um, Ichigo is still a soul reaper, like in our world and everything like that. Um, he's married. He has a child, um, all that fun stuff. And the, the sort of, it, it, it was a nice setup for the, the one shot where it gave an excuse to literally kind of check in with all of the Soul Reaper characters. Yeah. Uh, we didn't actually get to see Chad or Ishta or, um, we, we saw, um, Inoue for like a panel. Like literally like she, she was on a panel dipping her head in saying goodnight to her son. And that was that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we saw every captain and I believe we also saw every vice captain. Okay. Um, but it's basically they, they set it up that there is a tradition in Soul Society that 
12 years after a captain dies um, in battle, um, there is a ritual done where they capture a hollow and basically kill it in front of that captain's grave. So all of the vice captains go to the human world to capture a hollow, to take it back to soul society, to, to slay it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a little weird, though, because it's the vice captains go get the hollow, but only the captains are allowed to go to the the ceremony, the ritual thing. Yeah. Um, and at this point, Rukia is a captain because her captain is dead. Um, the guy that was always sick, he's yeah. actually, he is the one that they're doing the, the thing for. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so Renji, still vice captain, um, which, you know, that sucks for him. But yeah. um, they actually set it up where um, he is called. So for whatever reason, um, in Soul Society, they now have fucking smartphones, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's basically it's um, Uahara, the, the sandals guy. And uh, I always forget the, the captain's name, who's the super creepy science captain. I don't think anyone remembers his name. They just know him as Super Creepy Science Captain. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah, we uh, all know who you're talking about. I think yeah. Druton even knows who we're talking about, and he's never watched the show. Hey, I watched, like, a couple episodes way back when. You probably know who we're talking about. Yeah, like, if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, I've seen that motherfucker before. Yeah, probably. I could not place names on, like, any of the characters, really any of them, honestly, but... Which is valid. Um... But uh, those two apparently are basically, like, competing with each other for, like, who can invent the most cool shit for Soul Society. Mm-hmm. So, like, they just have smartphones that they can do FaceTime and shit on now. And um, the captain sends out, like, little little drones that project um, holograms of himself to give messages and shit. Like, it's very weird. But um, it's the setup is Ichigo is actually being invited to the captain ceremony um, because he had a, like, pre-existing relationship with the... I, I can't remember the captain's name, but Rukia's old captain, basically. Yeah. And, like, he is the only non-captain that's also an outsider that's being invited. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, like, that gets it on his radar, and then all the vice captains come to catch um to catch a hollow, and these weird hollows end up attacking them. They're, like, giant, um, and instead of having a hole in them, they have, like, a ring that, like, extends off of, like, their, like, neck, shoulder, back area. That creates a circle above them. Okay. Weird. Um, yeah. And so those those things start attacking them. All of the vice captains end up taking them out. But then um, somebody who was actually one of the villains in the final arc that was killed by Renji shows up as one of these things also. And he goes on to explain that when a hollow is killed, um, that their like essence is basically sent to hell. Yeah. Like. Um, and apparently anyone that's a captain or higher or a captain class or higher, their power is so high that their like spirit energy can't go back into soul society. So they also get banished to hell and just nobody realizes it. <laughs> um, and so this guy somehow like broke out of hell as like this new form of hollow where I, for- I didn't totally understand what he meant but they basically moved the hole from their body to like outside of their body that's why the ring is above them and it makes them more powerful and essentially undetectable yeah um but it it ends with him being defeated basically but it's also kind of a cliffhanger like it's set up in a way where if they wanted they like this could be a whole nother arc like they they could do like a a sequel series 
Mm-hmm. And like that would honestly like assuming like I and I can't I can't remember the the author's name. Um, what is it? Tete Kubo. T- thank you. There you go. Um, assuming like he has the desire to do it, and I assume it's Shonen Jump is what that book was in. Um, assuming they actually want to do it also, and like don't have him rush a conclusion again. Uh, that could actually be really cool to just kind of like come back and maybe like give it one more arc and actually do it right instead of as good as that the, that thousand year blood arc was. It was super rushed in the la- in the ending of it. Yeah, well, there's only seventy four volumes. No, that's only no. Well, that's volume, not like release <laughs> or that, not chapters. <laughs> well, that would be that would mean it's seventy four mangas. Is what I'm saying. Like that's there's yeah. there's a lot less than I had thought there were. Well, because remember, like in Japan, at least they get released weekly. Well, Bleach was a weekly release, so it yeah. released every week for 15 years, give yeah. or take. Yeah. Um, but I think chapter wise, it was like 500 chapters or something like that. Almost yeah, yeah. 700. Almost 700. 686. Because uh, I mean, he's Kubo's still working on Burn the Witch, so uh, no, that's over. Uh, I mean, according to uh, his wiki, at least, it says 2020 to present. If it's over, then maybe he could jump back, do a sequel series or something. I would much rather him go back to fucking Zombie Powder and finish that than do a new Bleach. Uh, because he already did a new Bleach with fucking Burn the Witch. Um, oh, did wait, actually, did Burn the Witch become a, an actual weekly thing? It says 2020 to present weekly Shonen Jump collected in one volume so far. That's according to wiki. I don't know, and there's okay, no source so, to it. So. so the actual, I'm on the Burn the Witch manga page on Wiki. So mm-hmm. it was a four-chapter season that ran August to September of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a second season of the manga has been announced. So he he really just did, he did that, that one shot from like two or three years ago. Yeah. And then did four basically issues mm-hmm. of of it and then at some point they'll do another four issues so like there's probably time to do a run of bleach as just like a hey here's like a proper wrap up to this since the last one was rushed yeah and it's the anniversary like it's a good year to do it especially if the um the anime adaption is got postponed because like let i mean you finish the anime like that final arc was not the best place to end it uh, no, it wasn't. They found a good way to make that feel like an ending by not leaving any cliffhangers or anything, but it just, it, like, it ended with Ichigo getting his powers back, his Soul Society powers back, which is just like, that's freaking awesome. But that's it. Like, I'm like, I want more. I want, like, there has to be more. Yeah, and, and I mean, there there was a whole yeah, lot there more. Was, there was a whole, it's like, it's one of the best arcs of the fucking series. Is is the the war is the the, the war with the uh Quincy the Quincy the Quincy war like yeah like it it had so many cool character moments it it went into the history of the world a lot more yeah um a, a lot of character death um like they killed a lot of people off there and a lot of people just got like cool moments like even the um the captain of the fourth the the medical squad like finding out about like her actual backstory and all like and seeing what her um her bankai was. It was just completely unexpected. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it was a cool one-shot, and if it's on... I don't know if it's free, but it's on the, the Shonen Jump mobile app, mm-hmm. and that thing's only $1.99 a month. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to I wanna get back more into anime and stuff. 
I just, I don't know if I can read manga right now. I don't know if it'd be worth it, even if it's $1.99. Even though I pay more than that for Dropout, and I only watch that, like, once every couple of weeks. I yeah, like, there, there's just enough on the Shonen Jump app that I read as it comes out now. Because, like, I, I've been reading My Hero, uh, Dragon Ball Super, and um, this thing called Spy vs. Family, or Spy mm-hmm. X Family, that, like, that's worth $2 a month. Yeah. Like, that is cheaper than a comic, than one comic book. Mm-hmm. So. But yes, uh, Back for Blood was the, the early access beta. Yeah. Uh, I that was played... an awful segue. <laughs> it was. It was definitely an awful, awful segue. But we'll just roll with it. Uh, yeah, I played for probably like an hour and a half. I So I, I played over two sessions. The first session I played like two levels of the first chapter. And I was just kind of bored because there wasn't a lot of hordes coming at us or anything. I was also, I think I was also kind of playing on, like, the easiest difficulty, because I was just trying to figure out what the game was like. It defaults you to yeah. what is, a, I assume, the easiest, because it's, it's like, veteran, and then it goes up from there. Yeah, and, like, the middle difficulty was, like, increased uh, um, team damage, and I was just like, that's stupid. That's it. It didn't say anything. I was just like, you deal more damage to your team. It didn't say, like, more zombies or anything. It's just like, I'll just play the normal, whatever it defaults to, and just go from there. Um, yeah, it it was fun, though. Like, I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't bored like I hate playing this game. I was bored because I was expecting more. But it's the first mission. You're you're learning the, the mechanics. And I was a dumbass. I was using a sniper rifle, which is kind of boring in those. Yeah, that is that game is way too fast-paced to actually use that sort of thing. Except, did you make it through all of Act 1? No, I only did the first three levels because when I went to play the third uh, area, I, I like I went to just continue from where I was instead of start a whole new run through of the chapter, and it couldn't find me players to play with right away, so it set me up with three other bots. Eventually, somebody was able to join my game, but they it spawned them at the beginning of the map, not near me, and then oh. and then uh, it was the part of the mission where. You have the um the minigun and the uh the gravel is dropping down. You have to like fend off the hordes of zombies before the gra- until the gravel fills up high enough and then jump over everything. Do you remember that part? Vaguely. Uh, but it was like it was there and like you could pick up a mountable mini cannon and I did that and uh so I remember like, the we- mini cannon or like the minigun, whatever you want to call it. And so we fend off the horde. We jump over the little. Uh, train thing, drop down, go to the safe room, and we close the door and nothing's happening. And it's just me and the other guy and one of the, the, um, one of the bots. And we're looking around like, why isn't it, why isn't it ending? And the dude jumps on. He's like, oh, is he on the minigun? Uh oh. And so we go back and the fucking bot is just still sitting there on the fucking minigun. <laughs> and we can't get to him to like, move him off the minigun or pick the minigun up and replace it or whatever. He's just sitting there on the minigun. And we, I'm like, all right, this is, I'm done. And I just end it and stop playing. That's kind of rough. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they fix that AI issue. Um, maybe make it so that maybe the bots don't have to be in the safe house, uh, in order to progress forward. Cause that's how left for dead was. Yeah, and that only, makes the only, most sense. Only the player characters had to be there. If you're gonna have the bot, uh, like recognize a a a a planted weapon, 
and go to that immediately, then you have to have it recognized when there's no mo- uh, enemies around to get off that weapon. But also, if it glitches out, you have to make it so that just only the players have to make it to the safe house. Um, Can you issue commands to the bot at all? I, I, maybe. I might, like, there is, like, um, I didn't mess around too much with the controls. Uh, I was just frustrated at that point, and um, probably around when I started not, not feeling good with the sinus infection, that I was just, like, over it. Um, that, like, you can, like, issue, similar to Apex, you can, like, tag things. Like, here's a weapon there, there's a weapon here, there's arm, uh, 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 ammo, whatever. Here's uh-huh. an upgrade and shit like that. So, maybe I could have, like, been like, hey, come on, let's move forward, and issue a command that maybe the bot would have followed, but... The game is, it's it's left for dead, so it's made to be played with four people and not right. a person and three bots. So, I, like, there's probably not legitimate commands for the bots. Yeah, but you would hope in 2021, like, they'd figure that shit out. Yeah, yeah, but... And they may have actually figured that out already, and it's just not in the build of the game that is part of the beta. True. Because you, you have to figure the beta is... that in the fucking beta. <laughs> They may have just figured it out because they have to, that beta w- has been ready and uploaded for probably two weeks without any patching. Maybe, yeah. Well, I'm assuming even early access like beta stuff for at least for PlayStation probably has to go through the same hoops that you have to go through to like even issue any sort of patch to a game, which is is costly. Um, WB can afford that part of it, but it's also time consuming. So rather than wasting the time and effort on patching the beta unless it's completely broken and unplayable, just get the feedback from people so you know what they disliked about it and fix it in the, the full game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's kind of what the beta is for. It's to, it, I mean, it's to let people get an idea of what it's like, but it's to find out what's broken and stress test the game and everything. Yeah, and test, test servers and whatnot. And it was just, it was such a, first of all, I did not realize this game was a WB game when I was, like, all excited for it. I didn't know it was a WB game. Um, so that threw me over, through a loop. But also, the way that you had to go about getting the early access beta keys if you didn't pre-order the game was just nuts. Yeah, I didn't realize. So I got the key, uh, a Facebook group, somebody on there posted the three links, and they're just like, hey, here's three beta keys if anybody wants them. Yeah, a- oh. according according to my brother, he just, like, signed up for it and got it. Apparently he's special. I don't know. But, like, everything I read everywhere said to get a key, you need to, like, link your Twitch account with your WB account. So you had to first create a WB Games account. Link them. Watch, uh, uh, make sure you enable drops. Watch a streamer stream the game for an hour who has drops enabled. Then you will be able to claim your drop. Claim your drop. Then go on to WB Games website and not the, 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 the Back for Blood game website the wb games website sign in claim your code and play like it was so weird but like it's the early access beta and not like the open beta so it makes sense to like make people have to do things because this was the pre-order bonus and shit like that that's what this was supposed to be yeah and Mm -hmm. so i think other than what you what you just described pre-ordering it and there was also just a sign up that if you signed up for a chance at early access you might get it Mm mm-hmm so that's probably, Which is probably what Eric did. Yeah, Eric probably just signed up for a chance to get it, and was and he was sucked. Maybe like they were do like once once the beta started, they were just giving it to everyone who signed up for it. Who knows? Um, but overall, like the game is, it's interesting. Uh, the best way to explain it 
for someone who hasn't played it like Druton, it's a PvE Apex with zombies. Well, calling something Apex implies it's a battle royale. It's fucking Left for Dead. Call it the thing it is. It's it's got the loot mechanic. It's got, like it's got the loot mechanics. Apex. Like like when I'm calling well, it Apex, but, it's just like the gameplay besides being a battle royale, like there is PvP, but that's why I call it it's a PvE Apex, because it's you pick up your weapons which have varying degrees of rarity and 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 such then you can so apex does not have varying degrees uh, of rarity on their guns <laughs> well not your weapons but you pick up your weapons and then you have varying degrees of rarity on all the attachments for your weapon and you find those throughout or you can buy them if you if you find enough gold um as you complete objectives or just find gold on the ground when you get to safe houses you can buy equipment and things like that um but it's like you can you can find a red dot scope, but you might find a times two scope later that you can replace with, or you can uh you you can have a primary weapon which is like sniper rifles like like M16s whatever, then secondaries which are like your melee weapons and then your um pistols and whatnot uh like sub like smaller like Uzis and shit, and it's like you go you you go around you you have objectives to complete. But you, there has, there is the loot system of upgrading your weapon as you play through the mission, and like the the starting chapter looked freaking long as hell. It wasn't short. Like what looked to be in that beta, I wish I had been able to actually play through it all. And if that glitch hadn't happened, I probably would have. But it looked like it was gonna take a, a number of hours, and not just like an hour or two. Like it looked like it was gonna be like three or four hours. Yeah, it is apparently a pretty... There, there was a lot of content there. I only played... I played the first four chapters of Act 1. Um, I had a completely different experience than you, though, because I actually had a group of four strangers playing, and just there there was no... Nobody thought about anything, it seemed. Like, we got through the first three ch- um, chapters, or whatever you want to call them, pretty easily because it was straightforward. You literally just had to not die and get to the what like the the safe room yeah um but like nobody was stopping to look for for upgrades or anything like that they were all just like powering through and then unless they just bumped into something like if they just bumped into an to an item they would open the the box or whatever to see what was in there yeah um and then when we got to act four or chapter four of act one um there's an actual objective there and it's it's a similar you know come out of the safe room Make your way through a couple hordes. Uh, you have to blow a hole in a wall, deal with hordes that had the mutations in it, and it, it had like two or three mutations in it. Then make your way across at like an overpass bridge over water, and then through a boat onto the other side of the boat, and the boat is just a constant spawn of of infected things, okay. um, both both the normal ones and the uh, the mutated ones, mm-hmm. and. You get to like this group of other survivors that are trying to take the boat down, and whoever's in charge is there's like, all right, I'm gonna need two of you to grab these bombs and go plant them on the boat while the rest of us cover you. And the three people on the team just all ran to the boat. No one picked up a bomb, and okay. then everybody died. And then we, you get three continues. So we, and unfortunately, when it reloads, it reloads at the beginning of the chapter. Yeah. So. Everyone kind of took their time getting through the through the chapter the first time, like clearing the area and then moving on to the next. Um, the next three times, they all just ran through it and didn't clear anything. So there were just constantly zombies coming at all angles and 
there was no cooperation, nobody like trying to help other people if they were caught or anything like that. So just everyone kept dying. Yeah. And it was just and at that point it's like, all right, this it's a, it was actually a cool game. Like the shooting was fun. The sh- the aim assist was way too aggressive. I didn't go into settings to see if there was like uh, any sort of toggles for it. I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. But and, and we talked about this a little bit on the chat, Rich. But at least on Xbox, when I hit R2 to like aim down sights, if there was an enemy within a few feet of where my target was, it would snap to them. Like yeah. to the point to the point where all I had to do was kind of like be pointed in the direction of a horde and just let on and off of the left trigger and then pull the right trigger and I would just one shot everything. Oh yeah, I was playing uh I was using a controller on my PC playing it and it's yeah, the the aim assist if you're using a sniper rifle, the aim assist is so strong that like you quick scope basically. You, you 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 tap and shoot at the same time almost always headshot. It is there it's it's insane. As long as you're in the general area, it seemed like it was going to aim aim right on there. It was it was pretty 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 intense, but I mean, I guess that should if you're getting attacked by tons of hordes or tons of zombies, you kind of might need that little bit of assistance, um, because it kind of seemed like like body shots really didn't do much anyway, which is how a zombie game should be. No, I mean body shots, at least in my case, were just taking them out immediately. Mm-hmm. Like okay. you didn't you didn't need headshots to kill these things. I, and I, I I was using when I was using a sniper rifle, I would I mean I was using a really powerful sniper rifle. So body shots would take them, but it would like blow them apart basically. Um, when I was using the pistol, I'd I'd have to like hit them a few times in the body to stop them, or a headshot, and that's generally what I went for with the headshots. So I never used the pistol. I had um, different sorts of automatic rifles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So those things tended to take things down pretty quickly, even without headshots. And one of the so we'll talk about this in a second, but one of the cards I had um, replaced my punch with a stab. Like, I, 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 it gave me yeah. a knife. Yeah, I um, have that too. Two stabs and they were dead, even when they weren't headshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I, like, that's part of the starter pack for cards. Like, everyone had that. And that was one of the ones that I was running with, too. Um, I, uh, I like that, like, you got to select your character at the beginning. Um, so, and again, it, it did have a difference. Like, yeah. different characters had different abilities and traits and whatnot. Exactly. So, like, again, like, similar to, to Apex. Like, they, they really took a lot of notes from, like, Apex or just the Battle Royale style and turned it into a PvE game, which I like. It's They didn't take anything from from uh, Fortnite, thank God, so there's no tower building. Um, but, like, they, they took, like, the, the idea of finding the loot all around and upgrading your weapons as you go through, and each character has their different, uh, different like, abilities that makes them better or worse. Um, it, like, I liked it. It's... Yeah, like, they, they pulled in stuff from a lot of the popular multiplayer games of the last yeah. five or six years. Like, even just with, with the cl- with the characters and the abilities and all, like, Overwatch also did a similar thing, which is another team-based shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, the, a lot of the, the gear, equipment, accessory sort of thing is very Battle Royale. Like, um, Fortnite, I'm not sure if I've ever played it, but I know, like, PUBG had similar systems. Apex definitely has similar systems. Uh, yeah. Fortnite is just, there are, like, static, there are colored loot levels of, like, the assault rifle and the, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you could, and that'll have different attachments, like, pre-equipped on it. But also, like, I mean, they really weren't all that different. 
which is part of why Fortnite sucks. Yeah, I mean, people love it, so good for Epic for making all of the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they do have this this card system, which I didn't get into, like, customizing the deck or anything, but it was a cool idea where at every chapter, yeah, every chapter, uh, you basically draw, like, a, a, a few more cards, and you, you get new cards as you're playing, too. Um, and they'll, they have generally some sort of benefit, whether it's additional health, additional ammo, um, additional stamina. Like Rich and I were saying, we each had a, a card that added a knife to your melee attack. So instead of just punching somebody, you'd be stabbing them. Um, there were others that I'm just drawing a blank on what they did right now, but they all stacked. So every, every chapter, you got to pick a new card and it would stack onto the previous one. So you weren't, you weren't forced to pick like, oh, do I want to keep using the knife? add-on or do i want to try something different this time it's like oh my knife is always there let's add more health the thing i wasn't all too thrilled about with that system like i think the system's really good but there's no minimum deck size so if say each mission or each chapter or whatever is 10 missions and you have 10 super overpowered cards you're always going to have those 10 in your lineup Whereas, like, if you incorporated a system like that with a card minimum, like a deck size minimum of, like, 20, it makes that Gambit system a little bit more of, like, a, a, like part of the, like, the gameplay where you have to actually figure out what you're going to choose instead of, like, oh, I know I'm going to get all these, so I'm just going to grab them. Well, you can, just, you can have your deck as small or as big as you want, and if the, mis- if they're, if the missions are only five levels long, and you have five cards in your deck... You're gonna put one in each, and by the end, you're gonna have you're gonna have all the cards that you brought in. Okay, huh? Because when I was reading one uh, impressions of the beta, that's not how it seemed like that card system worked. But I don't know. I, you I know better. Like I I went into it and like I I went in. You I bought four of the five available cards you could buy because you from just completing objectives, you were given game money to buy them. Uh-huh. And so, like, I bought the four of the five, and I went through and I added them. But like, I, I, when I was looking through, I only had like six cards available or something like that. And that's like the starter deck was only X amount of cards, and I don't think the cards duplicate with the randomness. It's just every time it's random which cards come up. But if you already have a card in your inventory, or or if you're already using a card, that card's not going to come up again. So if you only have seven cards and there's seven rounds and you take one each, after four rounds you're gonna have blank spots in your hand because you're not drawing any more cards. Well that's I, that's the way I took from it. I didn't get to that point because of the glitch that just made me over it. Well, so the two things I'll say from the impressions that I read is one, the acts are four chapters long. Okay. Like that's it. So and two, it seemed like the starting deck was fifteen cards. And I I don't could you go remove cards from the deck? Like, I I swear it only showed like less than ten cards. Like I was going like it looked like there weren't that many cards in the starting deck. But you probably I'd have to play play around with it, and I might if I have like a few minutes here or there this weekend to try. Um, but like you might be able to you can you can create your own deck from scratch. So you could go right, pick they- your pick your four best and just have those four best in your deck. And then the Uh, third thing I saw just real quick, uh, it seemed like the first beginning of uh, chapter one, like it just gives you one card, but then it's, uh, and I got, I could have misread it. It also could have been a PVP thing and I'm confusing 
how it worked with the PvP, but then it sounded like it drew three cards in the next round, and you had to pick one of them. Like, you didn't just get all three. Well, no, that's what it is, though. You pick one each round. Right, but I are the next the other two discarded and you don't get them no because to come back the like rest of the chapters i got i got four or five cards drawn my first the first mission or the first act or whatever of the chapter i however many it was four or five i picked one okay the next chapter four of the five were the same four that i didn't pick from before and one new one okay and then the next chapter four of those five were the same and one new one so it's just your hand is always good. It to what it seemed like with what I was experiencing, your hand is always going to stay the same un, until you use those cards. Now maybe yeah. maybe there's cards that lets you do like multiple cards at a time or something like that. I don't know. Like there might there may also be like a discard option or something like that. Like I did not get because I was playing with a bunch of random people. I was trying not to spend a lot of time like opening up random menus and just staring at shit. Um. Sure. Because you are, like, as soon as you get into the game and you're ready, you're waiting for the other people to also be yeah, ready. They, they, right. give you t- they give you 200 seconds to, to, to decide. Like, you could have gone through your five cards and, like, read what your five cards were and whatnot. Like, oh, no, I, I did that, but I, I wasn't, like, clicking on menus to see, like, oh, well, is there a way to just, like, reshuffle all these cards and get five new ones? Uh, I mean, I, I would have been in that card menu right there if there was. Like, the card menu wasn't, like, a menu, like, it bring it, because you, you played it, Kyle, like, the first thing you see before the mission is the, the corruption card first, that's drawn for the game, uh, for the enemies, and then your player cards, and it draws the five cards, and you pick your one, like, I, there might have been a reshuffle, who knows, but, like, you don't, you can't even edit your cards while you're in-game, you have to go in the main hub in order to edit your cards in your deck. Yeah, and talk to the lady that's sitting at the, the card table, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is so there there is a hub to everything where one person you talk to will let you load into PvE campaigns, quick play, PvP, like all the different game modes. Another person will let you customize your deck. Uh there were a few other people that let you do some some different stuff and there um there is a basically a, a a shooting gallery where you can go through a thing and they have tables set up with all of the variety of weapons. But they are all the the highest quality of that type of weapon. So if you're going to grab a sniper rifle, it is going to be the best sniper rifle in the game. And then similar to like your Apex or your uh, your PUBG, like that sniper rifle is basically useless until you also grab like a scope for it and put a scope on it. Yeah, and so it has it has all the highest quality attachments for all the weapons as well. So you can you can play around with your loadout and figure out what your what your preferred loadout is. Okay. Yeah, the the only real drag to it is you're you're testing it with the best. So, you might not find that same exact scope because that is the epic scope for the game. But like you would find that scope, it just it would be a like say it would be a green instead of a purple, so maybe two points lower. It's still going yeah, to be exactly. that same scope. It's still going to have that same play style, but your your range might be two inches less than Yeah, and I don't know if I just was missing the the high magnification, but I didn't find any scopes in that shooting gallery that had like really good magnification for like the uh for the sniper rifle to be able to reasonably accurately hit the the targets that were at like the end of the field from up there uh 
there was there were there was a a decent scope if I remember. I did. Play like, I may have just missed it. Bit. Yeah, there was there was a lot of attachments, so you could have missed it. Like you're there's a lot that you're like, and there's two tables, and each sets of tables has different weapons on it, so maybe different attachments are with each. Uh, there were actually yeah. four tables because there were front tables like that you'd be facing towards the field plus like the the big back ones that mm-hmm. that we're both talking about yeah um i i did like uh when you shot something that blew up say you you shot a, a barrel that blows up or like a car or something like fire rains out of it it doesn't just explode so bits of fire will like 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 maybe like four fireballs will explode out of it and hit the ground around as well and light the ground around on fire too yeah, and then and the the zombies will just keep running through that and dying, which is hel- super helpful in certain situations. I mean, you can yeah. also pick up gas cans and and stuff like that. And yeah, the the my biggest problem is you don't get a good um a good throw on that stuff. Like you can't hold the left trigger to get like a here's where this is going to land thing. You just kind of have to toss it and hope it goes where you want it to. That's and that is very uh, a very much a Left for Dead style. Like, I never played Left 4 Dead. In 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 Left 4 Dead 2, I think you you could grab things in Left 4 Dead 1. I can't remember, but I know in Left 4 Dead 2, if you were trying to transport like gas cans or 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 um uh what's it called like propane tanks, like you would just have to aim up and throw. Like you you just kind of have to hope. There's no like actual reticle to tell you how far you're throwing it. There might have been power, but I can't I can't fool. It's been a while since I played. Yeah, but I don't know. Oh. I, I liked it that you also that there were a lot of hordes there were a lot of um mutated zombies that have different sort of abilities that were harder to kill in one way or another mm-hmm. um or ones that just if you killed them and you were a little too close they exploded and did a bunch of damage to you um and there were the uh those flocks of crows that if you disrupted them it then called a horde in yeah which did not realize the first time I blew one of those things away. I didn't realize when I like I saw a horde of crows uh, at the very beginning of of uh, the sec of the third chapter or the third arc act or whatever it would be called I can't remember um, like I saw a, a horde of crows and like I remember it from the previous mission saying like if you alert them they'll alert the horde but I thought it just meant like the zombies around you so I was like you know what I killed all the zombies around let's shoot this uh, let's shoot these crows and I do and then zombies come out of the woodwork and so like i was just like it kind of i like it threw me off because i was like i didn't realize it was calling a horde i thought it was just calling the zombies around so that, that yep. was it was interesting it was pretty cool that like that actually happened yeah i missed that little tool tip so yeah. i just kind of disrupted the birds and then saw the message of i just called in a zombie horde <laughs> yeah i'm like whoops yeah but, but i i had everything muted because as soon as the the whole group was on one of the douchebags just immediately started blaring rap music through their their game. So yeah, I would've... that was immediately muted because it like it would. It's not even ha- it's not even the music. It's like it was incredibly loud and just annoying. Yeah, that's yeah. I I mean I would have turned around to the dude and be like, bro, like we're all gaming together. I can hear you. Turn off your mic or turn off your like. Yeah, I didn't have like, a mic, so I just muted it. You were playing on your PS5, right? No. Oh, you were playing on your PC? I thought you were playing on your PlayStation. Xbox. Xbox. Uh, and the Xbox Series does X not have a mic built a into mic? the uh, controller. Ah. Uh, okay. And I, I, and honestly, I, I went into the system and disabled the mic anyway on the PS5 mm-hmm. because that is the dumbest fucking feature. Yeah, I, I've I've used it a few times, but not a lot. 
uh, mostly for streaming when uh when I wasn't really using my headset I would just I would have it muted so that there wouldn't be feedback uh from the uh the game from my like soundbar and yeah, unmute right. it when I had to talk. But yeah, overall the game the game has 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 legs. It it can be very fun. Um I'm I'm going to have to try it on a harder difficulty cuz I just thought the difficulty I had it on was too damn easy. Um I wonder if it scaled down because you were playing with bots too. I I wasn't playing with bots the first time. The first time I played with three other people. Oh, okay. It was it was the when I was playing it was the second time that it was the bots and it was again it was just a little it was too easy. Uh so I'll have to like increase the difficulty probably. I do want to try out the PVP uh see how that works. Um but I like I just want to play the game more and understand the game more before I get into that. Uh, I, I I'm still on like after reading what I've read about how it's going to be very microtransaction heavy and the game is a sixty seventy dollar game on top of that. I'm hesitant to see to say I'm going to get it right away or not because like if they have flat out pay to win card packs and shit like that, I'm just I'm not I'm just gonna be done. I'm not even going to try. It it's going to be cosmetics. It's going to be a ton of fucking cosmetics and it's PVE, so pay to win doesn't really matter. But it's also PVP. But that's only if you're and well, A, you don't know if the card packs play the same way in PVP. Um I, but I, also I, like the the primary bit of the game that they're focusing on is the PVE side. Mhm. But like even on like if if it's if I'm playing all the time with just my friends and like all right, yeah, I know we're not all going to be spending money on card packs, so it'll be fine. But if I'm playing, like, with randos all the time, and they all have the greatest things in the world because they spent $50 after spending $60 on a game for all the greatest card packs, I'm just, like, I, I'm just concerned as to how uh, how heavy this game is going to be with microtransaction. Because from what I've heard, they are going to be very microtransaction heavy in this game. Which, I mean, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I don't, I don't know for sure that it is a full $70 game, though. I imagine, I have a feeling it's going to be 60 but, um, where was I going with this? Oh, I don't expect that microtransactions will be pay to win, though, because that would actually be hurting them. Because it's a P, because it's a, the focus is on PVE and that asynchronous multiplayer, they're not going to want to give people ways to make that easier. It's a, it's a $60 game. Um, but it, like... Yeah, like it's it, it would hurt them, but it also again it's not just like PVE. There is PVP, and so depending on how like the PVP um stuff works with the card system, it could make somebody who doesn't play it that often very obsolete very quickly. Which I mean, it's it's always a possibility. But well, Drew, what were you going to say? So things could have changed because they always can but the devs have apparently multiple times said if we do any microtransactions at all it's just cosmetic okay which i'm i'm i'll be fine with like they they haven't even said there will be any microtransactions period so Mm -hmm. anywhere you've seen saying there's going to be a ton of microtransactions making shit up like i searched back for blood microtransactions and all the articles are would be cosmetic only won't have pay to win plan to be cosmetic only and like that game does seem like one of those like like a Fortnite or something where they're going to make if if they get the player base they're going to make a killing on microtransactions because i want to say it's eight characters you have to choose from does that sound right i believe so um so there's there's so let's just go with eight there's eight characters 
they all they're always the same. So by getting uh, cosmetics, you can make your version of those characters look different. And let's be realistic; it's probably going to be some sort of like loot box stuff. It like if it can be. So like people are going to be spending a lot of money to try and get like a look that they like, because mm-hmm. that's just how those games go. But I don't know. I I definitely won't buy this because it's just it's not my my thing. But I'll I'll probably play again during the open beta next or this coming weekend just to see a little bit more of it. But like ha- having such a just awful experience with random people where like just nobody paid attention to what they actually needed to do. Um, it made the last like twenty minutes I was playing like just lose all of its fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that. Does yeah. not sound interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I don't know enough, like, I'm not friends with enough people on any platform, let alone enough people that would actually be playing this game at times where I would want to play a game that I could ever, like, realistically play with other people I know. Because, like, you motherfuckers all play at, like, night and shit. Except for Drew. Drew doesn't play games, so. <laughs> that, that, that's a lie. Lots I mean, of Apex, lots of, uh, uh, what's that other? Diablo. I mean, sure if anyone played at a, a time you would play, it would be me. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. Um, but uh, see, like, I play like during the day on a weekend, and like sometimes between like two and five on a weekday, and like nobody's playing at two to five on a weekday. Like y'all are working. I am. I am technically working too. I just don't have any work to do. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should be working during work hours and gaming I am. during, ga- or maybe from two to five instead of being all like, I'm gonna play games. You should like do housework stuff so that this way you can cook and be cooked and done so that from like 7 to 9 you can play games instead of like cooking and whatnot after why would I cook that early and then have cold dinner maybe eat from like 4 to 5 instead of whatever time you eat wife isn't there to eat with them you know that's her fault for not working from home it's a work from home era man but even when she was working from home like she worked until 4.30 like she doesn't get upstairs until between 4.30 and 5 Look, I'm just saying, like, maybe you could, maybe you can find ways around, like, not working from two to five so that do things you would normally do after work during two to five. And then, but like the stuff we do after work is like catch up on shows and I'm not going to catch up on shows while she's working. That's just silly. I mean, we're up to the last season of Smallville. Got to find out how Clark becomes Superman. <laughs> he He's always Superman. No, he hasn't been Superman at all yet. He, I, honestly, the last two seasons. He's kind of been like pushing that um that emo look uh like t- like three years too late <laughs> like for whatever reason and uh, and I'll talk about this once we actually finish the show in the last like two seasons I want to say it's been so season nine and and at least beginning of season ten um his superhero outfit is black pants a black t shirt with the white symbol like the Superman symbol on it and a black trench coat mm-hmm. that's it that's what he fucking wears as Superman it's like that's not Superman that's not even the black super Superman. I don't know what that is. That that that's him having having his emo phase because he didn't get to have one when he was younger. You know, it's because Superman sucks, and so he sucks. And you need to watch Superman and Lois because you will change your tune. Maybe CW verse Superman doesn't suck, but all the rest of Superman sucks. I don't know. I like I I have enjoyed the just stupidness of Smallville, like the fact that Lois Lane on that show should have actual brain damage. Um. Like, she should have whatever you get when you're concussed too many times. Mm-hmm. Because every episode, she gets knocked out by some sort of hit to the head so that she is unconscious when Clark has to use his powers. Yeah, 
I mean, that's kind of the same with just every superhero in a superhero. They should have ALS because they're just constantly getting concussed. Constantly. Wait, is Lou Gehrig's disease caused by concussions? I thought that was like a genetic thing. It's a genetic thing. Okay. Sorry, Rich. I just, I I wasn't sure and you just totally threw my world for a loop. So I wanted to make sure I didn't start thinking that. It was, it was, concussions lead to a lot of issues and I believe there have been studies. I, I, I'm not going to say 100% for sure. I don't know, but I believe there have been studies that do link high concussions to ALS. Um, but I mean, it's been forever and I haven't done the ice bucket challenge since I did it the one time. So I don't know what new research might have come out since then. That's, that's fair. Let's move on though. Yeah. Uh, Rich, how about this question that you posed that you forgot you posed? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I, this was like months ago. Like, um, it was like a month and a half ago. It was the beginning of June. Yeah. I don't remember it, but, uh, I, have you ever gone back to a game, um, after playing just a vanilla version? And then not play, not playing it again. And like, what was your? Did you have a good experience? Essentially, I really don't remember this question. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I mean, do you, you see what you put like with the question on the dock, right? Like, I put it underneath there. Oh well, yeah. Um, picking up games after playing vanilla and how they. Well, yeah. So like, I I and, and this I guess probably came around. Uh, it came around after uh, Overwatch implemented crossplay. But also, like, I started playing uh, No Man's Sky again, and like, w- like I it, like playing playing games. And I forgot that. Look, I told you, I forgot that I raised this question in at all. Like, uh, uh, but yeah. So, like, have you have you ever gone back to a game that you played the vanilla version of, and after like playing vanilla, dropping it, being like, I'll play this again some other time, and you come back. They throw a bunch of fucking updates, and they pretty much turn 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 your world around with this game. Like, what game has that been? Like, what 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 has your experience been with returning to like old, potentially live service, but not necessarily live service games? Uh, like Druton, you 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 played a lot of Diablo two in the day, and like you played it before and they three. even and three. But I'm gonna stick with Diablo two because they. I remember like vanilla pre um uh synergies. It was just like very f- okay, straightforward. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they incorporated the synergies and it like threw the game for a loop cuz like it changed your playstyle essentially. Uh yeah, a little bit. I feel like the synergies at the end of the day really didn't change much. Like it made you kind of specialize more with some of the classes. Mm-hmm. Um but for the most part, it didn't... I feel like they wanted it to change the meta in that game more than it actually did. Yeah. Like, like, like the I abilities remember, that were good are still good. <laughs> like, I remember Eric would... um He would plan out... He, and he did this quite a few times. He did a Teeth Necromancer. Uh-huh. And so it's just... All, all he did was leveled up Teeth and anything that synergized with Teeth to make his Teeth the best Teeth. And he would just, like use teeth on his body where it would have like the mm-hmm. nova effect essentially yeah like or well like a half nova it would go in front of you but as yeah. wide of an arc as possible yeah mm-hmm. yeah like it, i guess it did make some skills like teeth at all viable in of putting more than one point in for the prereq for later skills but mostly it just was like oh those good skills let's make them even more good but like, are there any other games that like you might have played? Like, like for instance, have they 
overhauled Overwatch since the beginning till now, or like I can, I've I've talked about No Man's Sky a, a dozen times. I don't have to talk about that again, but all the changes they've done to No Man's Sky with um, adding an actual legitimate storyline, adding friggin' freighters, and just so much to that fucking. Overwatch, not so much. I mean, they've added characters. I mean, I'm sure balance change on things have happened, but like I've jumped back in and I'm still good with the same characters I was good with before. <laughs> like, I don't feel like, oh shit, I can't play this character anymore. Or, oh, this new character made playing this other character way different. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Diablo 3 loot chain relatively big but that's actually what i was thinking about when especially when rich like specified to you and mentioned diablo that's why i said three because three made so many big changes after its first what like two years or something like that yeah like just before the expansion came out when they changed the loot meta and got rid of the real money auction house like oh i forgot all about that oh yeah um that changing and putting more of an emphasis on the loot have the, well like legendary and set item dropping more frequently and having things that changed up abilities was a cool thing that that game needed made that game way better <laughs> trying to think of any other games that like i've gone back to i feel like there's probably something and i'm just not thinking about it yeah like i personally don't I don't play a lot of live service games that would have changes like that. Uh, the, the only one that really comes to mind for me is uh, the Marvel Heroes game. It was the the Diablo-like game. Okay, right. Um, I played that. I actually I bought like the, the Founders thing for it when it came out, which was fairly cheap. I think it was only like 30 or 40 bucks um, back in, I want to say, 2012. I know... Uh, I was still working with uh, your brother at the time, Rich. I think we had both done it. And the game came out, and it was the PC version, and I tried it, and it just, it did not click at all. Like, I just did not enjoy it. And then three or four years later, when whenever that game finally, like, the, the year that game got shut down, um, it, was, it had gone free to play, and it was available on PS4, and I downloaded it, and I started playing it, and just had a absolute fucking ball with it. Yeah. Um, I, I got through, I got through the entire campaign, uh, prior to them taking the game offline and they, they made a ton of really good changes to it. Like it was much better to play. Um, I unfortunately don't really know what changes were made. I just know it was a, it was a much better game by the time like it ended essentially than when it started. And I think it was just, it was one of those things where the server cost probably wasn't worth what money they were making off of it at the time. And because it had such a lackluster start, I don't think it ever really built its fan base back up. Yeah. Plus licensing fees. Like I it was not a Disney run game, so I'm sure there were like fees that the company just didn't want to deal with too. Mm-hmm. But like I go back and play like like for me, going back to old games is literally going back to like old like story games and shit like that. Like yeah. I play a lot of Mario. <laughs> Like I've I've played Mario one two and three and World more times than I can count. And Not so much never, two. I never played a lot of two. They've never updated those from vanilla to current version. <laughs> to... Actually, you're fucking wrong. Um, Super Mario All Stars updated versions of Mario one two and three. And 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 how how did it feel to go back? And and they're they're they are 
objectively worse than the originals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, um, they I, look prettier, but they don't play better. Like I've been, I've been trying to think more about this, and like I remember being into Elder Scrolls Blades when it first came out, and I was like, "This is cool," but it, like there wasn't much. It felt like, and then as time went on, they've kept adding more and more and more. Like there was a, always a story to it, but like it just it to me it just seemed lackluster. But the last time I did get into it, I played it for a good while and like enjoyed the daily grind of playing Elder Scrolls Blades. Like, I've thought about and considered getting it on the Switch just to see how that plays with the controller because you, uh, in, in Blades, you could play Letterbox or you could play, uh, um, um, just holding the phone top to bottom. And so, like, I've, I've done both. And the game does certainly feel a little bit better just with the one hand mode instead of holding it Letterbox just because it was made to be played with one hand, but I want to see if it has that, if it feels better and controls better on like a switch with an actual controller than just on the phone with the, the, the fake control sticks and stuff. Um, but there, there's, there's like a lot of cell phone games do that. Like they, they change as time goes on because they know they need to. And Bethesda does it with, with, did it with, um, uh, Fallout Shelter as well. The original Fallout Shelter was just stupid. Like it was just. Oh build, yeah, it was. It was. It was build your shelter. Like there was no substance. It was just build your shelter. Um, I think you could send people out, but that was it. Like you, you, there was nothing else to it. But eventually, they started adding, um, like actual quest lines and like, um, when you sent your people out, you could send them in parties, and that'll you that you can have them raid locations to, um to like deal damage to to thing like you you actually play the quest line in the location and have it's just point and click and telling them who to attack and stuff but it's still like it, they changed it a lot more than just build your shelter um and from all these updates that they've been doing for Fallout 76 I've been thinking of getting 76 because it is now seemingly a worthwhile game to play uh what is it 3 years after launch uh, it may actually even be more than that. Yeah, four years after launch. Like, from what I'm seeing and uh, the new uh, content update, which I believe is all free. I don't think you have to pay for it. Um, like, it is now a, a full game worth playing. And uh, to me, I kind of wish I did play the original 76, just so I knew what it would be like. And then just never played it again until, like, oh, everything, um, everything is good now. Why don't you come back and then playing it and trying it now? Yeah, but at the same time, maybe you would have gotten so turned off, no matter what the fuck they did, you'd never go back. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think of like it's mostly my Steam library that I can that I'd I'd be able to go through. But there, it it I'm sure there are games on here that like I tried and initially I was just like I wasn't about it, and then trying it again later on, I was all for it. But um, yeah, I I can't think of anything right now. Uh. The only thing, the only game that really comes to mind, at least on my Steam library, is uh, Seven Days to Die. I go back to play it all the time. One of the, one of my main factors for getting a new PC was so I could go back and play Seven Days to Die because my old PC couldn't handle that game that's been out for almost ten years now. But I feel like that, that's a little bit of a different case where. You always wanted to play that. It's not that you stopped playing yeah. it because there were issues with the game. You stopped playing because you yeah. your your computer couldn't play it. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's like the crazy thing about that game is that the 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 devs, the the, the fun pimps, they're constantly updating it. 
They are at um, Alpha 20 now. Or not now. They're 19.6, and they're getting ready to release Alpha 20 soon, which is update on character models for the zombies and location bases. Like, they're, they've graphically overhauled the game from what it was post the Kickstarter to what it is now. And, like, it's nice. all it's all for free. And they've even said, like, we are at a point now where we're going to actually throw in the story content. Too. So this game was originally just a survival zombie game where every seven... The gameplay loop is every seven days a horde of zombie comes at you. But now they're going to actually throw in, like, a campaign mode, it seems, and a, uh, like, NPC humans, like bandits, that aren't in the game already. Which makes some of the, at least for the people who play solo or play just with their friends, it makes some of the um, level ups more worthwhile that like affect characters more uh, and not anyone else. But yeah, Which, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's I, I'm sorry I couldn't really remember where I wanted to go with this question. I proposed it however long ago, and I just don't remember. <laughs> it happens. Um, um, we probably would have gotten to this much sooner, but like the last month and a half we've all actually had like there have been things to talk about that didn't require extra discussions to be weaved in uh but let's uh i was gonna say real quick richie if you do want to play fallout 76 one it's on game pass so you could go that route Mm -hmm. two uh bethesda is doing a quake con sale on both uh green man gaming and steam and it's like thirteen dollars on Steam right oh, now really? instead of forty. Really? I might buy yeah. it just to have it. Yeah, I just $13. I just sent you guys a a link to a um a QuakeCon sale too. That yeah, included the, that was the Green Man Gaming link, but it's also on all the same things are on sale on Steam. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See, I didn't I didn't look. I just I had seen Wario sixty four share it, and I saw that Doom was only four dollars and twenty cents, and. Rich, I know you, you haven't played that, that so Doom twenty six like that game yeah. is fucking great. Thirteen thirteen dollars for Fallout seventy six. I might I might get that. I might talk other people. To you. No, you know what? I uh, might consider it. Although the Quake I might Cons- also hold on past. the Quake Con sale, which is Doom Eternal, Fallout seventy six, Rage two, and Wolfenstein Youngblood, is forty bucks on Steam. Thirty nine twenty three to get all four of those on Steam. That's not uh, bad. It's just a bummer that it's um. I mean, it's not a bummer because that's still a good price, but it's it's the sequel to Doom, so you'd still want to buy Doom 2016 for five bucks. But you have a PC that can play it, and those games are very good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. God, I... Fucking those two Doom games are so badass. <laughs> like, totally worth it. I don't know if they're on sale on console at all, too. If you'd rather play Doom on the PS5. No, I mean, like... if 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 I if it's not something that can be easily played on the Switch. I'm most likely going to get it on the PC. Like, it's, that's what I got this PC for. Fucking nerd. What? <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I prefer Switch over everything else. You guys know this. I prefer Switch over every, anything else. So if it's really multi-platform and I can play it on Switch and it doesn't look terrible on Switch, then I'm going to get it for the Switch. Or if it runs it, fine well, on if Switch, it's I'm going to... But almost nothing at at this point going forward is going to run fine on Switch, especially compared to your... Yeah, I, I, yeah. But, like, if... If it's available on PC or PlayStation, I'll probably get it for play- PC. Um, if it's only available on PlayStation at first, then I'll probably just get it for PlayStation. We'll see. Right now, like I'm, I'm looking to be able to utilize this PC more. Uh, so like, I, I, I've thought about getting Fallout 4 on Steam 
just to get the DLC stuff because it'd probably be cheaper to get Fallout 4 on Steam than to get the DL- just the DLC on PS5. Well, when are you going to start playing like the KFC dating sim or the the Dream Daddy game? No, because that that seems like really solid uh, stream content right there. No, just no. Why why is it marked Steam for Fallout? Uh, Game of the Year edition Fallout Four is ten bucks, which includes all the DLC. So I might I might do that. Well, I'll have to see if the DLC is on sale on play. Oh, I can get Skyrim and Fallout Four Game of the Year for twenty seventy eight. There you go. Buy Skyrim one more time. It'll only have been my second time of buying Skyrim. Oh, I thought you had it on Switch also. Yeah, that's my first time of buying Skyrim. And I technically oh. didn't buy it. I got it um, for Christmas. Wait, so you didn't play Skyrim until like 2017? No, I, I played Skyrim. Eric had it for the PS3. Eric had it. So when he moved out, he took it. I mean, didn't when did he... He moved out before Skyrim came out. But when did Skyrim come out? Skyrim's 2011. old, man. 2011. It was 11, 11, 11. It was, the, it was maybe, the year before he got married. Then maybe I did have Skyrim on the PS, whatever. Um, and just Maybe I did already have it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just had it on your Alexa. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I did. <laughs> uh, but you guys want to move on to uh, the Suicide Squad? Yeah. Uh, that was one hell of a movie. Yeah, so it, it, it's out in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, before we start talking about impressions, um, I just wanted to throw out there. So a lot of, like, the news places are calling it a flop because it only made twenty six point five million against its like two hundred ish million dollar budget. Yeah, um, which is significantly behind what um, Fast and Furious Nine and Black Widow did. Uh, they did seventy million and eighty million respectively. Yeah, um, but like they both came out before the most recent kind of resurgence of COVID. And they also didn't go directly to a streaming platform for the existing subscription price. Yeah, yeah. It's Black mm-hmm. Widow. You had to pay $20 to watch it on Disney+. Plus. $30. $30. Wow. They upped it. Uh, no, it's pay... always been twenty nine ninety nine. I thought it was always... No, that was my biggest problem with it, is all of those early access Disney Plus movies are twenty nine ninety nine. I thought it was only, always just 20 bucks. No, I if thought... it was 20 bucks, I would have done it for every one of those movies that they've done it for, because that is less than going to the movies because i could have swore everyone's biggest gripe was always like well you have to pay for the the, the thing plus a subscription fee and it's like 30 bucks and that's the what i like that's i i thought it was i, I could have sworn mulan was 20 bucks nope it's always been it's been 39.99 or 29.99 plus the cost of the subscription so after tax and everything you're paying almost 40 bucks to watch movies that maybe aren't good mm-hmm and, like, that's more than I spend to go to the movie theaters. Like, I did it for Black Widow because I really wanted to see Black Widow. But I want to see Jungle Cruise. I'm not going to do it for that. I'm going to wait until that becomes just part of Disney Plus in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. All right. I was wrong. It was there. I just had to Google Mulan because I could have swore it was 20. But either way, yeah, like, to see Black Widow, you need to spend $30 plus a subscription fee. Which, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't include the subscription fee because you already have fucking Disney Plus. Who cares? Like not like, everybody does though is the thing, and not everybody keeps it active all the time. So for somebody that just wants to watch this movie, they have to subscribe and then pay extra. Yeah, for that, sure. For that person, then yeah, include the subscription fee. But for like someone like me or someone like you or Drew, I believe you have Disney Plus all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, don't include the subscription fee because you're already like you're gonna have that whether or not. It's like saying that like you uh, it's like including. Um, 
the internet in your Netflix bill or something. Like, you're, you're going to have the internet whether or not you're going to have Netflix anyway. So Even then, it's after after tax, because you do have to pay tax on it still, it's like $33 for yeah, that, for the, the rental. Yeah. Granted, it's, it's, a, it's an unlimited rental, but I'm not going to watch a, one of these movies more than once after renting it. And that's sh- that's a lot of money for something where, like, if theaters were just like normal, mm-hmm. it would cost about twenty three dollars for us to go, twenty four dollars for us to go. So like, it's like six more dollars for like, yes, there's the convenience of you being at home, but like the quality isn't quite the same, like the sound quality and everything. Mm-hmm. Like there is something to be said for going to a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was. I wasn't originally going to go see Black Widow in the theaters, but my brother had an extra ticket. If he didn't have the extra ticket, somebody else was going to take it. I probably wouldn't have gone, and honestly, I probably wouldn't have seen Black Widow at this point. Because my plan was going to have people over to watch it on, like, a projector in my backyard or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it's... You can't call Suicide Squad a flop when it's free to watch if you have an HBO Max subscription. And even if you don't, it's a $15 subscription. So if yeah. you're a family of like for, for Eric, like not that he's letting the girls watch yeah, um, but suicide like, squad, if but his like girls were 15 or were between 12 and 15 or 12 and older. Like then, yeah, like it, it, a family of four seeing this movie, it $15 over 45, 50 bucks. I'd take the 15 and just, uh, sacrifice the, um, the audio quality and shit. Yeah, exactly. And, it's so Suicide Squad was reported from HBO as their number two like of these like movie premieres behind reportedly Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So Mortal Kombat is apparently like the number one streamer, and the Suicide Squad is number two. So yeah. a lot of people have watched the Suicide Squad that are all paying that fifteen dollars a month. I'm sure there was a a, a, an, a resurgence of either returning subscribers or new subscribers to watch it too because. It's fifteen yeah. bucks. Like yeah. that is cheaper than a non matinee movie ticket. There's mm-hmm. there's a reason they took away the free month, the trial month for this year. There's a reason, and it's for shit like like they they like box office. Yeah, this movie didn't make a lot of money, but they probably made a lot of money on people resubscribing or subscribing to watch this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, Drew, uh, we're gonna start with you. What are your sort of spoiler-free um, impression of the movie? Uh, it was incredibly entertaining. John Cena was hilarious. <laughs> um, and just, I mean, I was going to say it's the best DC movie I've seen, but the only other one I've actually like seen enough of is the other Suicide Squad. Bad. <laughs> so it's a low bar, <laughs> but... It is definitely one of the more entertaining of the DC movies. That is very true. Like, I'd say, like, the f- the first Wonder Woman is still probably the best movie, if you're, like, judging okay. it on, like, everything. But this one is definitely up there for just, like, being, like, a quality thing to watch. Now, Rich, what about you? Uh, yeah, it was, it was an enjoyable movie. It was, like, it kept me, kept, it kept me interested, um... I heard some people turn around and be like, there were some flops, but I didn't really think there were too many flops, if any. Like, I thought there were some, like, I thought all the points where they wanted you to laugh to me made me laugh. Um, and just the ridiculousness of this movie just made it even better. And, um, Sean Gunn, actor of the year. I call on it now. 
Okay, so I, I'm trying to remember, who did Sean Gunn do in this one? Weasel. Weasel. Okay, that's what I thought, but then I'm like, oh shit, did he mocap King Shark? Because he mocaps Rocket in, um... Yeah, who, who mocaps King Shark? I think Steve Agee mocap King Shark, if I remember correctly. I think that's that's right. Because, I mean, it was voiced by Stallone, but uh-huh. Stallone did not mocap it. Yeah, Steve Agee. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I My gripe is... The characters were great. The story was lacking. Like, I felt like the the plot was just kind of like a forced point to just have these characters interact. Like, this movie shined with just the character interactions. Everything going on around it, like, some of the action sequences were cool, but that was about it. Like, the, the narrative was sort of lacking to me. And I feel like that's that seems to be the trend with DC movies. The, the the plot either has promise, like like Superman or Batman vs. Superman or um, even like uh, Wonder Woman 2 and the original Suicide Squad, like definitely had a it had promise that it didn't sort of fulfill. Or you have movies like this where the plot was kind of lackluster, but the movie was really fun because of the writing and the cast. Like if this movie had a different cast, I don't think it would have been as enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. That said, again, no spoilers. Do you guys have any standout characters? Because there were a lot of them. Boy, yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick one standout from that group. Rich, anybody? Uh, I'm trying to remember the character's name. What did they do? Uh, I mean, he was in it for most of the movie. Um, he had the guns that he took off of his uh, costume. Um, oh, Idris Helba, Bloodsport. No, that's not his name. What was his name? Uh, Milton. Milton. That's his name. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> uh, um, he said no spoilers. God. <laughs> look, I don't think his name being Milton is a spoiler. Way but... to just out his secret identity. <laughs> what no, a dick. Uh, um, honestly, like, I- Idris Elba, standout character, 100%. Like, he's a fantastic actor. We've already went over this earlier. Um, but besides him, I, I-, I really think Margot Robbie did a... I like I wasn't all about uh Harley in the first Suicide Squad and I never saw the Harley movie so I can't really say but like I I feel like she did a really good job as Harley in this one. Um This one gave her the best material to work with I think. Yeah. Like her little like plot B thing of being with the the president guy th- stuff and being captive and everything was actually like it gave her a chance to be a kind of a different character. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw I saw online today. Apparently, so like spoilery ish, but not really. Um, there's the scene where she is where she's being held hostage, um, and her arms are chained above her head, and she kills the guy, and then steals the keys and unlocks the lock with her feet. Yeah. Um. Apparently, that wasn't a stunt double. Like that was actually Margot Robbie doing all of that. Like, she did the whole, like, picking up the keys and putting it in the lock and turning the lock to, like, free herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah. It was, like, so, like it was something that James Gunn mentioned in, like, an interview, and he's like, the worst part is, when I got to the edit room, I realized that the way the cuffs are, are on her, it blocks her face during the scene, so everyone's just gonna think it was a stunt double. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I loved, like, all of the main cast was just, like, King Shark was fantastic. Uh, like, yeah. I, I felt for him. And then just any time Polka Dot was going uh, Polka crazy. Polka Dot Man? Any time he was going crazy, like, because of what he sees. 
it's just like I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, King Shark. Yeah. Like I, I had said multiple times while watching it, if King Shark dies, we like. <laughs> I, I mean, there were a lot of characters where, and because there were a few times where, like, there were certain characters where, like, you thought maybe they were going to die because. Really, like, James Gunn didn't hold back. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of death in this movie, and a lot of it is definitely unexpected. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, there were characters like that, like, where it's like, oh, man, if this character dies, like, this is, th- it's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. And, like, sometimes the character dies, sometimes they don't. Like, yeah. Um, it, it is hard to pick, like, just one or two characters that were standout, because, like, like n- neither you guys mentioned uh, Peacemaker. Like John Cena was fantastic oh, in that role. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if you forced me to pick one, it was probably going to be Peacemaker. Oh yeah. Although King Shark, like it, real tough to pick between those two. Yeah, and like I said in in the group chat, the whatever day we had all confirmed watching it, but that scene where they're walking through the woods and Bloodsport says something about um, Peacemaker like eating a a, a bunch of dicks. And just the conviction with which John Cena delivers the, if this whole beach was covered in dicks, I would eat every single single one of them for justice. Mm. Was just yeah. like that. That was Oscar nomination level <laughs> conviction right there. And and even um with with Capaldi playing what's his name, like you didn't get a lot of him, but he did. Like based on what I really know of him, just from the Flash, like he did a really good job with that character. And that's a different thinker also. Yeah. So that was not DeVoe, which is who it was in The Flash. This was um something with a G that I, ca- I can't remember. Um, But uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, but he he was very good, though. I, yeah. I liked him a lot as that character. Um, Also, like, Ratcatcher Rat 2, um, she was also fantastic. Like, she was the one character that, like, she wasn't bad the way everybody else was. Like, she actually cared yeah. about, like, yeah. stuff and felt bad for what they were doing. Yeah, and it's, like, like like I said, it's all of the main cast, even, well, yeah, just all the main cast just did a really good job, and, like, it, 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 like, they were just perfectly casted. Each of them just knew what they were doing and knew how to do it, like, just having Stallone do the, the VO for King Shark was perfect, and, like, the way they wrote King Shark was amazing, and having each of these characters play, or each of these actors portray these characters the way they did, like, I, I don't think you could have done any better casting, which is why it's that hard to pick a number one standout. Yeah, and um, Nathan Fillion as TDK was also <laughs> amazing, uh-huh. and I did, I did, could not for the life of me figure out what TDK was. And then he showed his powers, and he's fucking arms falls off, boy, from the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, the they just changed kid. his name. Yeah, but no, like his original name from like the eighties was arms fall off boy that's stupid i I hate it i love it that's stupid (laughs) but like like, he's right up there with matter eater lad like i was uh a a good podcast or a good interview to listen to is um conan o'brien needs a friend with fluva borg freaking hilarious and he did great for the amount of time that we saw him as javelin like it's yeah it, like they, 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 even, even with all of that stuff, like with that, what happened in the beginning of the movie, just I, I can't remember the rat's name either. But Ratcatcher 2's like pet rat was also fantastic, and uh, Spash. I, Spash. Okay, that's what I wanted to say, yeah, but in my head yeah. I couldn't think of it. And the fact that, um, that what there's that one scene I forget exactly when it is, but he comes up to Idris Elba with like the pretty leaf, mm-hmm. and like Idris Elba has that fear of rats. 
And yeah. Ratcatcher 2 is just like, oh, he brought you a pretty leaf. Yeah. And Aegis Hell was just like, what the fuck am I going to do with a leaf? <laughs> when they were with, when, when they were with the Freedom Fighters and, and the one asked, uh, um, uh, the, the army dude, I can't remember his name, like, did that rat, uh, yeah. She was like, did that rat just wave at me? He's like, yeah. And it's just like, it's great. It was great. All right. So at this point, I'm going to ask you guys about spoilers. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, you have not seen the Suicide Squad. Um, now would be a good time to stop listening and go watch the Suicide Squad. Uh, cause yeah, now we, we are going to talk spoilers. Um, any, any moments in the movie that specifically stand out for you guys? Uh, let me go first real quick. Cause it yep. goes off what you just mentioned with them getting into the freedom fighters and the fact that they did not know they were good guys <laughs> and murdered fucking basically yes. all of them. <laughs> yeah. That was such a cool scene. Cause it was just them going through and just like taking out who you thought were the bad guys. Uh-huh. Like, and like, just like, like escalating, vicious levels of violence Um, and you are totally led to believe they are the bad guys like you are given no indication they should not have been murdering these people until you see the guy just sitting there and it's like oh shit and they're like oh shit (laughs) yeah rick flag's just like what what the fuck are you guys doing and and the 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 freedom fighter leader's just like why don't my men alert you alert me that you guys were here and they're like what men we didn't see any men (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, and like it was, it was straight up just um, Bloodsport and and uh, uh, John Cena Pe- was uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker just one upping each other. The, that that exploding bullet was great. Like, yeah, he shot the guy, hit him in the shoulder, and Bloodsport's just like, eh, you didn't kill him. Yeah. And then it explodes, and just his entire torso is just yeah. blown was, to pieces. He was like non-lethal, and it was like charged, blah blah blah, explosive round, and then boom. Um, it was great. I, the entire beginning of the movie, them landing yeah, on the beach. Yeah, that was super unexpected. I, yeah, like, from, from Weasel not being able to swim to Pete Davidson getting his face shot off was just, like, <laughs> pure gold. Because, honestly, nothing against Pete Davidson, the guy, but personally, just, like, when I see him, I just get mad, and I've never really enjoyed his comedy. So, like, when he died, I got so happy. Yeah, and so did just, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, that whole beginning section, though, especially because they the movie opens and it focuses on Rooker for, like, the first five minutes. Like, yeah. uh-huh. he is sort of, like, the audience's view into it. Yeah, right. And then you get to this beach. He immediately tries to save Weasel. You find out that Weasel just died, like, on impact of the water, basically. Um, he drowned. And he then, can't swim. Yeah, and then everybody else just starts dying on the beach. And I, they, I mean, they killed Captain Boomerang. Like he got about thirty seconds in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only two people from the, the from the first movie that weren't just dead immediately were Rick Flag and Harley. Yeah. Um, they killed all of the characters that they just kind of introduced. Um, Nathan Fillion, Weasel, um, mm-hmm. Mongal, who I I've never heard of Mongal, but she's definitely related to Mongol, the Superman villain. Um, and Javelin all just got brutally fucking wrecked in the beginning of the movie. Um, and then Michael Rooker just, like, he's, like, he plays this, like, creepy, tough guy. Like, you think he's just sort of some sort of, like, psychopath. And then everyone starts dying, and he just fucking books it and tries to swim away, and they blow his brain bomb. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's why, like, I thought it was just going to end up being a rescue mission to get Flag or something like that. Because, like, he had intel. 
And then for that, like, to immediately find out, like, oh, no, Team B is just on the other side. This was just a diversion. We didn't tell them. Just like, damn, that's. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, like, I feel like they did a really good job of explaining how heartless, uh, what's her name is. Waller, yeah. Waller, so, like, she didn't even care about Flag because she knew that that was going to be there. Yeah, and so James Gunn said that she she played such a good Amanda Waller that he was afraid to give her directions between scenes. Huh. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of Starro as the vil- the like the quote unquote villain? When I first heard that it was a fucking starfish was the villain, I was like, this is like, this this fits. Like this is exactly what I expect from a James Gunn fucking uh Suicide Squad. But then when I found out, like, what Starro was, or at least this version of Starro, I was like, wow, this is even more badass than I was expecting. And that, like, that was a basically what Starro is in the comics, too. Yeah. Like, okay. th- like this, I was doing a little bit of reading because I wanted to know what Starro was. Like, it was, like, the first main villain that the Justice League had defeated. Huh. Like, this was a Justice League-level villain. So th- that this that I don't know if that's true for like historically, but that's in the like the rebirth stuff they fought Jaro or mm-hmm. Starro because Batman actually took um a piece of him and put him in a jar and he became Jaro like a little mini version of himself <laughs> that thought of bat he he literally thought of Batman as his dad and called him dad um and he was he was a wonderful character and he hasn't been around in a while and I miss him dearly yeah so like t- for them to take like a a Justice League level villain and put them up against the Suicide Squad and like the this like ragtag misfit group of Suicide Squad. I mean, I was, they're always the ragtag misfit group. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I was, I, I, I was like shocked, but I, I just, I loved it. I, it, it, like, it was great. It was also a bummer. They killed the one guy who actually had powers that would like be good against him, like almost immediately. Because as soon as they land, as soon as they started fighting Star, a polka dot man bit it. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, yeah. that's why they had, like, Polka Dot Man would have killed, would have been able to take out Starro without blinking an eye if he had just continued to use his powers. But that's why oh, they had the to fa- kill him. We, we, we kind of glanced over it earlier before spoilers, but the fact that, like, when he, like, for him to really get into, like, doing stuff, he pictures the enemy as his mom. Yeah. Because um, yeah. his mom experimented on him and gave him these powers that, like, he hates. Um. And, like, when he just saw his mom as, like, as a giant, like, when they were fighting Starro, was amazing. That, like, yeah, have, that was funny. To have, this is my, like, one of my favorite parts was, to have the whole, like, uh, every, like, Avengers meeting on the freeway, and everyone explaining, and, like, the Hulk smash part. But instead it was, like, nom noms, and that's your mom. <laughs> like, what the fuck, James? Actually, this is yeah. fantastic. I- you know what? I I laughed at that part. I did not think about the how close that was to the Justice League bit. Yeah, yeah. The, or the, I'm the sorry, Avengers. the the Avengers bit. Yeah, like, and that's like it. It was. It was like they 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 all grouped up in the center and was like, all right, you all do your thing. And like his his like Hulk smash was that's your mom. And I was just like, and then he sees his giant mom attacking a fucking building. It's just it was. It was too good. Too good. Yeah, they, they did do a very... They, like I said, like the plot was kind of unnecessary. Because like, really, like the, nothing really came of any of that other than Starro got unleashed, mm-hmm. and they then killed Starro. Like, 
them being there, it, it's kind of like like uh, Indiana Jones in the Lost Ark. Like, if Indy wasn't there, none of the the bad stuff would have ever happened. Like, the Nazis would have never found the Ark of the Covenant. No, um, I mean, if, and it's like if the Suicide Squad wasn't there, none of the bad stuff would have ever happened. It's it's the opposite. If if the if Indy wasn't there, it just would have taken them longer to find the Ark of the Covenant. It's not that no, because they would have they would have never put two and two together. They, they were Nazis. They're stupid. Don't give Nazis credit. That's not <laughs> what you're supposed to do. But it's like they they were they were like in Indy like they were they were on track of finding it like dude they were they were digging on the wrong side of the hill but like they would have gotten there eventually to stop giving Nazis credit I'm not try- look it's just Indiana Jones and the Ark of the Covenant like Indy didn't need to be there so Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah um but in this <laughs> one like if if the suicides you're right if Suicide Squad wasn't there like. Pretty much none of that would have happened except Starro would have been released, and then it would have been just a Justice League level event instead of a Suicide Squad level. They're event. the reason Jaro or Starro was released because they blew up the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but the general would have eventually, or the general or president of uh, Corto Maltese would have released Starro on the world at one. Yeah, point. and then Superman would have taken care of it. Because I'm sure he was out of the ICU. With... Also, that was fantastic. Like, that was such, like, a small, like, one-off line. But it's, like, finding out that Bloodsport was in prison because he put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was, that was good. Like, like it, it was a good way for them to essentially explain the, like, the fact that during Starro's attack, no heroes actually did arrive. Like, because the fastest hero, or the second fastest hero, Superman... Probably still in the ICU and hurt. I no, a Superman heals fast. Come on, he took a nuclear bomb and then as soon as the sunlight hit him, he was okay. Yeah, but that's a nuclear <laughs> bomb. That's not. Uh, that's not the, uh, a kryptonite bullet. Yeah, but as long as they got the bullet out and then sh- like put a UV light on him, he'd be fine. Yeah, maybe true. That's like literally like Superman heals as soon as the kryptonite's away from him. Yeah, like but- it might suck to get it out, but as soon as it's out, he's good. Yeah, unless it was one of those like like a hollow point bullet and like fragmented. Yeah, that would. I mean, that would. Yeah, that would probably flat out kill. Superman. That's probably how he, why he was in the ICU though. It might have fragmented, and that might be why where he was. I don't know if if you guys knew this or not, but apparently, originally Idris Elba was going to just be a recast for Deadshot. Um, and they decided to actually they kept him the same, like they kept the the plot about him the same, mm-hmm. but they made him Bloodsport instead in case Will Smith ever wants to reprise the role. Okay. So at some point there could be a movie with Will Smith and Idris Elba playing opposing shooty guys, <laughs> playing basically the same character. I mean, almost exactly because like they they were both parents and everything like that, and yeah. yeah. I, and that that was my the, the best line between uh, um, Peacemaker and Bloodsport was like uh, Waller explains Bloodsport and then goes and explains Peacemaker and says the exact same thing, and uh, Bloodsport's like. Did, did something just happen? You said exactly the same thing as me. And then Peacemaker's like, yeah, but I do it better. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I love the little, like, I guess, twist on Peacemaker at the end with... Yeah. Like, he he had his own mission. Um, And again... Well, he's, that- he's getting another mission, because there is going to be an HBO Max Peacemaker series that is going to debut in January. Well, I'm I'm talking about why Peacemaker wasn't in the final fight. Like he had his own mission to recover the data. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the a- the after no. credit scene. No, I, not the after credit scene. Which that was good too. But like 
he he was it, it that little like tidbit about him, with him having his own little mission again feeds more into the fact that Waller doesn't give a shit. Like she's brutal. Um, yeah, and she mm-hmm. it, she did not want that data off the island. She wanted to the, wanted it to blow up with the building because it um, implicated the United States with those things, the the Starro stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, it was it was just it was a great movie. Uh, to rewind back to like when Harley was captured, real quick though, um, that like weird sort of um, rom com thing they had going on for like ten minutes of that movie, where like she was basically being wooed by the president of this um, communist dictatorship. Yeah, and then she finds out that he's been killing kids, and she just kills him. And she's just like, after I broke up with my ex, I told myself as soon as I saw a red flag, I'd have to just do the right thing and just kill that person. And killing kids is a major red flag. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there were all those weird scenes of, like, them, like, eating dinner and watching things and, like, going to that weird bird sanctuary thing that he had. Yeah. Uh-huh. All while she is still wearing the same, like, well, not even the same, but, like, the, the red dress with, like, blood and stuff on her face. Uh-huh. No, she didn't have any blood on her face. Oh, I thought she did. No, they cleaned did her up. Did she wipe that off? Okay, they did they- clean her up. Yeah, she was in a hole, and they took her out of the hole and cleaned her up, put makeup on her. Right, right. I was getting things out of order. That's yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, that was and then that just, was very good. The, the javelin, like, take this for, and then he dies. She's like, oh, for what? For what? And and then when she got it later, I had, I turned to Sarah. I was like, oh, she's totally going to be the one that kills the fucking giant starfish. <laughs> but really, it was the rats. It was the True, rats. True, but they wouldn't have gotten in there without her... Or they might not have gotten in there without her popping the eye. I mean, yeah. it, it just would have taken them a little bit longer to chew through the eye hole. Or to chew through the eye uh, layer, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Like, Who that, knows? That eye gave out a little too easily, even if it might be, like, a special javelin. Wait, ha- have you ever, like, like, you know eyes are incredibly fragile, right? Yeah, which means I feel and like... this. this was a full-sized human with a pointy stick flying through the air into that eye. Like, of course it's going to give quick. Yeah. But that was, I, I do like that, yeah, it was Ratcatcher 2 that saved the day fully. Like, if she wasn't there, they wouldn't have, they probably wouldn't have been able to win. And her dad was Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize that. He was. Yeah. Yeah, that's who her dad was. Which, I, as soon as I realized that when they showed, like, a good shot of him, I'm just like, oh man, look. That's great, because yeah. I, th- I think him and Gunn are friends because of all the... Like, I don't know if they were friends before, but with all the Marvel movies and Thor and um, the Guardians crossing over with um, their next two movies, like, yeah. I think that they've just mm-hmm. been working together more to make sure that, like, the scripts for those two movies don't, like, fuck each other. Yeah. Yeah, Suicide, Suicide Squad was a fun movie. It- it's probably the most fun a DC movie has been. Yeah. Like, I, I, uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was the best. I... I feel like I think Aquaman was maybe a slightly better, but like they were, they're just as enjoyable. May this one might be more enjoyable, but Aquaman might be a little bit better. If that yeah, makes like, sense, I, th- I think Aquaman, Shazam, and and this one are all they're they're not they don't quite have the same like synergy that like the Marvel movies have, mm-hmm. but they have the, they're they're starting to learn how to balance. The action and the comedy and the seriousness and not have it just be, like, this dark, foreboding, just thing the whole time. Yeah. And, like, we talked about it when it came out, like, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League 
was a better cut of the Justice League, but if your movie has to be four hours to be better, it's not a good movie. <laughs> no. And, like, I still stand by, like, the first Wonder Woman is the best, like, film of the DC movies. Like, it's got it's got good action, good comedy, it's, it's a good story start to finish. Like, all comic book movies, the villain was sort of lackluster, but other than, like, Thanos and Loki, like, that's kind of been the case in all of these movies. Um, but... Yeah, it, it was it was fun though. It was I, yeah, for sure. I will probably watch that again at some point. Not like not soon, but like eventually. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, you guys want to say about the Suicide Squad before we wrap up? Oh, just real quick. Richie was right. Starro was literally the first ever Justice League enemy. Oh, okay, cool. I did In not know the that. First ever issue of Justice League. It was them fighting Starro. Does it say what year that was? Because I'm just wondering if it's like modern age Justice League or like the Golden Age. Okay, so like like this. Okay, so the Silver Age stuff. All right, so you like have like the, the debut of the Justice. Yeah, yeah. So because there was like the Justice Society, I guess was the original form, and that was I don't think Superman was on that at the time, but like it's weird the way that they do that stuff. So it, it was uh, episode or issue twenty eight of the Brave and the Bold. Okay, uh, which was the first time they were ever called the Justice League of America. Nice. And that was like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, like that sort of team? Uh, well, the cover definitely has uh, Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, and then someone in the lower left I don't recognize. I'll have to look that up afterwards, because now, now I'm curious. Because I think, th- so the, the Golden Age stuff, like the 30s, 40s, 50s, would have been um, like the Justice Society, which would have had Jay Garrick, Flash, the one that wears the, the tin helmet. Um, Alan Scott Green Lantern, which wears, like, a red suit with a cape, um, and then, like, some other, like, 40s heroes, um, and that was just very different than what, like, the Justice League became with fighting cosmic threats and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, but I, I didn't realize that, because I just know, I know in Scott Snyder's Justice League run from a handful of years ago, Starro was one of the first things that they dealt with also, so I don't know if that was an intentional, like, Hey, it's my first Justice League story, so I'm going to harken back to, like, the original Justice League story. Or if it's just a coincidence. No, I, I'm going to have to imagine that was intentional. You would hope, you never hope if that's the case. You're, you're not wrong. But you would kind of hope that, like, they would, that a choice like that was intentional. So, you um, down in mean? that, that bottom left character is Martian Manhunter. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, that is interesting, though. That is definitely interesting. But yeah, I guess that, so that is probably it for this week. I, unless, Rich, you have anything else? I, I do have one quick thing. Um, okay. Okay. There is a uh, change.org petition out there right now that I feel like we all should sign. It's uh, get Idris Elba to do the Knuckles rap from Sonic Adventure 2 in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, we, I signed it. My buddy Matt actually created it. It's a very serious topic. We should all sign it. And I shared it on my Facebook, and I'll probably share it on one. That's all. Okay. And then don't forget, next week, uh, our next book club thing will be AEW All Out 2019 pay-per-view, which is available in two parts on YouTube for free. It is. I watched it again today because I had no work to do. <laughs> it's so good. I'm I'm going to find time probably this weekend while Eric is away to watch, I I guess. I, I, I'm hoping I have time to watch it Sunday afternoon or evening. Uh... But I'll, if not, just throw it on on like Monday while you're doing work. Yeah, I, that's probably what I'll most likely do. Instead of watching Critical Role next week, I'll watch that first. 
Yeah. The, actually, real quick, I I watched the first episode of um Alex. Is it? How, how do you say that? I'm going to say it wrong. The the current thing uh, of Critical Role. Yeah. Oh, Alexandria Unlimited. Alexandria. There you go. Thank you. I watched the first episode of that. It, the 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 girl they have doing the DMing. She's she's pretty good. I like her. Yeah. Uh, Abrea Iengard is a really good DM. She does her own show. She's um doing the Critical Role. Uh, series. She also did a Roll Twenty series with with all of them over at College Humor. She's like she's a lot different from Mercer, um, which is good. Like especially for Critical Role fans, they need to see that there's more kinds of DMers than Mercer. Um, and she's like she's very fun because she likes to throw nods to the players even if they fail their rolls. Like kind of being like, all right, well you missed out on that lore drop. That's your fault. Um, and things like that. Uh, that, yeah, I re- I really liked what she did with this. Um, the last episode premieres on Thursday. So, uh, Exandria Unlimited is done on Thursday. We'll see how it wraps up. Oh, I didn't realize it was, I forgot it was like going to be that short of a series. Yep. Only eight episodes. Which, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that I'll actually be able to watch all of them, but, uh, that, like, I enjoyed the first one. So, some of that, they, they, some of them are a little bit longer. I think one was like five and a half hours. Um, just because they are the limited run. And so, like, and, and, like, there was one episode where a majority of the second half of it was just them shopping. Um, and then another episode where, like, the last hour and a half to two hours was them being silly in a, uh, like a pageant. And, uh, so it's just like, there are, there is some filler in it, but it's still premium good fun content. Nice. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so that will do it for this week. Until next week, when we have a uh, another episode. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted <laughs> by something. If you'd like to find more of our content, though, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. But if you can't support us there with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., and rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest of Insta- on Instagram and Twitter. And you can send us emails to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.